0: Imagine this, a Victorian festival, Ebenezer Scrooge, the ghost of Christmas future, coming home. Welcome to the Our Family TV podcast, where we talk about family-friendly television entertainment the whole family can watch together. Today, I'm very excited to introduce my special guest co-host, Allison Lapp. Allison is one of the original five Facebook Hardys admins for When Calls the Heart. And we used to spend many a day chatting uh, alongside the other admins discussing that show and life. Welcome, Allison. Hi, Bobby. It's wonderful to be here. It's, it's just such a pleasure to hear your voice, truly. You know, we used to have like regular chats before. We did. And, you know, and life has changed over the past few years. It's like the, the OG admins are like out of the picture. There's new admins for When Calls the Heart, but we still right. stay in touch, um, just not we like do. just not daily like we used to. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so when we do,
1: there are these marathon, you know, chat sessions or phone calls, but it's it's wonderful to hear your voice. It's like being in the room with you.
0: It you know what it is and it's like one of these days, you know, we need to have that OG get together where we yes. meet together somewhere. It would just be so much fun. And you know what it'll be like? Like it'll be like we just chatted yesterday.
1: It uh, will be. It, it will always be. is. It,
0: yes. totally, yeah, totally. Totally awesome. Well, the movie that we're going to review today is a Hallmark Channel Countdown to Christmas movie, A Dickens of a Holiday. It stars Christopher Palaha as Jake Dorsey and Brooke day or say is Cassie. You know, I never did catch her last name. I'm not really sure. Pruitt. 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 Yeah. Thank you. And then. Cassie um, Pruitt. Okay. Very good. Thank you so much for for catching that. Uh, You know, one of the things is when I try to stop the movies with my, like with the DVR, with the Apple Mm -hmm. TV, it actually puts this display up there and it blocks the information and it's very frustrating for me (laughs) oh goodness life and then one of um one of the things that I really liked the character that played um uh, his brother was played by Chad Willett his brother uh, Craig Dorsey um was played by Chad Willett who also had played on When Calls the Heart in season one and um I thought he was he did a great job as as a secondary character in the movie really enjoyed his character as well this movie did you hear i'm sorry go ahead did
1: did you hear in the back of your mind uh red river valley
0: right (laughs) right i did (laughs) i did i did hear that in the back of my mind you know what was funny is that he seems so much taller in this movie like i don't remember him being that tall but christopher palaha he's really tall And so the two of them together, like, these really two tall guys in this movie. So, (laughs) yeah. So this movie was directed by Paul Ziller. The story was by Mike Hefty, music by Michael Nielsen. I, You know, I really don't remember much of the music in this movie. Some of the movies, the score is really, you know, um, compelling. And I really don't remember it, Mm -hmm. but I think the dialogue was really rich in this movie. So I think it would have been overshadowed if the music, musical score was um you know really large and then there's a number of executive producers but the one that caught my eye was antonio cupo who played jake's movie director at the beginning of the movie so jake is an actor he's like an action star and he was in the middle of um playing um his his character in this movie and it was being directed by antonio cupo who is a hallmark actor from way back and so i thought that was kind of fun
1: yeah. Yeah, full circle, that is neat. I didn't know that. That's interesting trivia.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let me just, I'll provide like a brief um, summary of the movie. And that is, to make the 100th anniversary of her hometown's Victorian festival a success in Dickens, Ohio, Cassie, who is played by Brooke, uh, invites action movie star and former high school classmate Jake, who played by Christopher, to play Scrooge in A Christmas Carol and then at the onset of the movie uh, Cassie's been home for about 3 months and then she takes on directing, you know, the the play and Jake it was filming that action movie and but he's been hoping for a big break in getting a serious role and so the mayor, the, the original a person who plays Scrooge ended up with laryngitis, and so they needed to find a new Scrooge, and the mayor of the town wanted Cassie to contact Jake to see if he would consider it. And ultimately, because he didn't get selected for this serious role, he did come back home to Dickens, Ohio, to play the role of Scrooge. And so, so that was kind of fun. And I did look up to see if there really was a Dickens, Ohio, <laughs> <I> did, <too. laughs> did you really? Yes. <laughs> so, cause I'm like, I so go really? things. yeah, yeah. And so, so I found that I couldn't find that there was really a Dickens, Ohio. Um, but there was a place at, in Cambridge, Ohio, they do like a Dickens festival from mm-hmm. November to January every year. So that, you know, maybe the writer or the story, the person who wrote the story is from Ohio and they kind of knew that and that's how that came about. Or maybe they just Googled it. I'm not sure. Right.
1: <laughs> my my Google search showed up the same thing that you found.
0: Okay. Yeah. I thought that was interesting because, you know, I grew up in Pennsylvania and so I'm like, I never heard of Dickens, Ohio. Well, apparently there isn't a Dickens, Ohio, but I really liked like how they did the story and they, you know... um, I thought that was pretty creative in making it Dickens, Ohio in, in yeah. the story. So, so I'm going to ask a series of questions. So what I, what I'll do is I'll ask you first and then I'll respond after you're done responding. Okay. okay. So miss Allison, what did you like best about the movie and why? I had a hard time with this question
1: because I couldn't think of just one answer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like That it, it, you know, it's a typical Hallmark movie in the way it looks and sounds and feels, but it seems to be a uh, little—I hate to use the word better, but I'm going to use better than most um, because it's it's, there's just a spin on the story. Um, I like—I always like snappy dialogue, and I like it when the main characters have kind of a pride and prejudice Uh relationship. Yes. Um, And there's, you know, there's snappy snark between the the two leads Mm -hmm. um, before they, you know, the scales fall from their eyes and they realize that they're in love with one another. Mm -hmm. Um, So I like that about it, but it was just, it was not a typical Hallmark movie. And I mean that in a good way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I liked that it was about coming home and finding finding your feet again uh, or getting your feet underneath you again um, at home. And then that's kind of high level. And then getting down into the kind of the sand of it, I liked the the coming back together of the two brothers mm-hmm. and how that happened. And I really, really liked that he found and wrapped the cassette tape holder, and then gave her the mixtape he made. Yes, back in high school. Because I thought, oh, I remember making mixtapes, and I remember one of my very first boyfriends, whose name was Henry, but everyone called him Buddy, gave me a mixtape. Wow! Uh, how I cool! Remember, I remember that. Yeah. So it was. I had forgotten about that until I until he presents her with this mixtape i'm
0: supposed to play it i don't know <laughs> I don't <have laughs> that it. was a great question in the movie now yeah. since it's 2021 it's like really i don't think i could play a cassette <laughs> know, tape right now i,
1: I don't have any and devices wonder, <laughs> exactly and i wonder how many people are watching or will watch this with their children or grandchildren and their, the kids will be like what what is that What's, what is
0: that <laughs> right Totally. Yeah. I don't like, you know, like a VHS tape or something like that. It's like, what is that big thing? Exactly. What do you do with that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, uh, I I have to agree with you. I It was really hard to come up with a single thing because I really couldn't do that either. I would say in a general sense, I really loved like the direction and editing of the movie and how they mm-hmm. told the story because it was it was so much more than the play. Like, initially, A Dickens of a Holiday, I just presumed that it was what we were going to get was a reenactment of the Christmas Carol in terms of the play itself. Like, I figured that was going to be the primary part of the movie, that they were just going to maybe tell it in a different way. And that really wasn't it at all. It was really about these backstories about the brothers. Uh, Jake mm-hmm. and and Craig and you know they had lost their mom a few years uh, before that and effectively like Jake never came back home he it was too hard for him to deal with it and then the brother you know was running the family restaurant that I believe the mom started and then right. you know he continued that on and I think there was some resentment and anger there. And then, of course, Craig has a son who ended up playing Tiny Tim. He had a son, Bradley, who played Tiny Tim in the play itself. This is community theater for a Christmas carol, you know, for that we're talking about within Dickens, Ohio. And um, so he was also saddened that, you know, Uncle Jake wasn't coming back to visit his son. And I thought they did a really good job of... Like, Craig and Jake did a really good job of reflecting their vulnerability in Mm -hmm. their position. And, and, you know, both, like, Jake starts out, he's just like an arrogant actor, you know, kind of larger than life. And even when he starts to approach the role as Scrooge, he's not approaching it properly. And he needed Cassie to kind of, like, tone it down. Um, or you know, be more heartfelt instead of just larger right. than life, and um, that was like a really important moment for the two of them, and um, you know, I I thought it was um, just interesting that both Jake and Cassie are feeling very very vulnerable in their own positions, like neither one of them feel like they have what it takes to make it, so even though Jake is this action star, he wants to be considered a serious actor, and he's just not, you know, getting those opportunities, mainly because of how he's acting, I think, you know, like he's this larger than life, and not like, you know, coming to terms with, um, you know, the heart, and, and then Cassie, I think a lot of that is just her, you know, it's, it's gotta be very hard to make it on Broadway. I mean, there's just so much competition and she never really, um, struck, you know, the big time. And so I think she's definitely feeling, um, down on herself and and is questioning whether or not she has what it takes. Um, but ultimately as we see how she does this directing of the film, which brings out Jake uh, and he does this amazing job as, as, uh, Scrooge I found myself at the end of the movie like wanting to see the whole play like when I Mm -hmm. saw how he brought that role together and I was like I was sad that we only got little clips that that the movie even though I thought in the very beginning of the movie that it was going to be more about the play and I was actually kind of like concerned that well what if I don't like this version of it and I'm not sure if I'm gonna like this movie Then at the end of the movie, I find myself, I wish I would have seen the whole play (laughs) because they don't show the whole play, you know, which of course there wouldn't be enough time because it really is more about the backstory of the the brothers and and Cassie and Jake and so forth. And so another thing that I didn't mention uh, before is that, so it ends up that Jake had asked, they went to high school together, Jake and Cassie, and Jake had asked Cassie to the prom and they didn't, They didn't go together and, um, or she didn't say yes. And so he did have a crush on her. And so he made that mixtape for her that he ultimately gave her at, at the end of the movie that he still had. It It was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you had the chance to ask a character in this movie, a question, what would it be? Oh gosh. Um,
1: Oh Bobby I told myself I've had an answer to this one. I think I would uh I, well <laughs> I think I would ask <laughs> his 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 first agent um why she wasn't working for Jake. Mm. You know what what why isn't why cuz I don't think she put his name you know, in the whatever however agents do it, I don't think she did anything to try to get him in the room for for his request, and as he pointed out to her early on, I pay, you made a lot of money off me all all I want is to get in the room. So it was clear in my mind that she she was not she was just coasting on Jake's action mm-hmm. hero career, and because she told him look you're you're making a third in your own franchise. You've got to try a, a, a catchphrase. Basically, why aren't you happy with that? Stay in your lane. Continue to make money. Make me money. Um, you know, don't don't try to, you know, be more or, or different than you
0: are. And I, and I said to myself as I'm watching this,
1: oh, someone's going to get fired by the end of the movie.
0: Right. <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> and did you know that she also played on When Calls the Heart first season? Yeah. She I she, thought she looked familiar. Yeah, she was the mom of oh, um not Bo. Uh, that was episode seven, I think. But it was the episode he was the engineer. He was the one that um, created that wind, the fan. I can't even remember. Oh, oh my gosh, yeah, I'm old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, he
1: had but, a crush on Jim. Yes. Crush on
0: him. Yes, yes, and yes. exactly. Anyway, that was she played the mom. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, I don't know her name offhand, and I didn't write it down. So, But anyway, so it's kind of fun when when these characters, um, or when the characters are, are someone that played on, it seems like, you know, whether it's Hallmark or When Calls yeah. the Heart, there's a lot of um, shared actors, you know. And so, yeah. so it's always kind of fun to see that. Yeah. And for me, mine's kind of lighthearted. Jake, I want to know what was on the mixtape that you made for Cassie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that we'd be able to listen to it, but I want to know what was right. on there, right? right. <laughs> okay, how about the screenwriter, Allison, if you had the chance to ask the screenwriter or the director, I'll even add the director in there, a question, what would it be?
1: I would ask the screenwriter. Um, I Googled, you know, the, the, the book that his mother's, their mother's favorite book I wanted to do that and I was, didn't. Okay. It's not a real book.
0: Uh, That's what Dunes I figured.
1: East, Eastland, um, not a real book. Because I thought, well, if it's a real book, how cool would that be? Because then I wanted to look up the character of Travis and find out what Travis is all about. So I think, I don't think, if, if I had the opportunity, I would ask the screenwriter, um, have you had any thoughts? And if you haven't, maybe you could have some thoughts about writing a screenplay for the Dunes of Eastland with a character oh, okay. named Travis. Um, and then, you know looking back around and and casting Christopher in it. Um, So that's what I would ask. Have you thought about it? And if you haven't thought about it, what do you think about it? Just You know, there's so many, there's so many crossover actors Mm -hmm. within the Hallmark um, world. It'd be nice if there were some crossover stories and
0: storytelling. That's a really great idea. Hallmark. I hope you're out there. I hope you're listening because that is a really great suggestion. You know, I've actually been very impressed this year with um, the writing. I I think that the stories Mm -hmm. have been um, really good. And one of the other stories that I really, really liked for Hallmark this year was Open by Christmas with Allison Sweeney and Brennan Elliott and Erica Durant. I thought it was super good. So if you haven't had a chance to to, uh, watch that one, it was really good. And it was as much or more about the relationship – of the friends, you know, played by Allison Sweeney and Erica Durance, than it was about the romantic relationship. Love, love, okay, And so it, I'll check I, it out. I thought it was really rich and, and uh, it was rich in dialogue. And it was also just, I, I thought they had such a great chemistry. And so, you know, it was kind of like this movie. I like, you know, other than the very beginning, it's like, I found myself like, like just you know, anticipating the next scene and like where they were going to go. Like, I really wanted to watch it. You know, sometimes with a Hallmark type movie, it's just that you could walk away, right? You could walk away for 10 minutes and come back and you feel like you haven't missed anything. Right. And, or, you know, you didn't really miss anything uh, you know, integral to, yeah. I don't have to rewind. To, to, exactly. To exactly. the where it is now. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting
1: you say that, Bobby, because I, you know, I haven't watched every Hallmark movie out this year. so
0: Oh, I haven't tomorrow. either. There's too and many. I
1: haven't watched, <laughs> And I haven't watched every movie on, can we mention the other network too?
0: Uh-huh. GAC. C. Mhm.
1: Yeah. I haven't watched all those either, but mm-hmm. what I have seen, it seems, it, it, it seems to me that both, in terms of the writing and the acting and the storytelling, seem to be just sort of a not, or in some cases, more than a notch, uh, you know, ahead of where they were this time last year. And I don't mm-hmm. know if
0: it's I totally because agree. The
1: two networks are competing, or feel there's a sense of competition. But if that's what it is, if 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 that competition is what's driving better quality. Then yay for the consumer us watching at home because in a you know market society where you know we vote with our remote vote with our pocketbook mm-hmm. then I just I think we're we're the benefactors of the beneficiaries right of of that competition so I'm happy to see it I'm just what I've watched so far has been enjoyable
0: yeah no me too and and there's no way I could possibly watch all of the movies I mean there are like 140 new movies this year and actually I'm I'm open to more than Hallmark Channel and GAC Um, I'm also I I did cover Small Town Christmas which is a series um, that by Megan Alexander who is going to four different towns in America and then also I did watch and I really enjoyed it on Lifetime and sometimes Lifetime movies aren't mm, my game but The one with Reba McIntyre and John Schneider, I really enjoyed it. Again, the writing, the banter between these two characters was so good and just really, really enjoyed it. And so I agree. I think it really has created more competition, having more in the game. And so they've had to, um, you know, up the quality level, and I appreciate that. And so for me, as far as asking the screenwriter a question, I just wanted to know whether or not it was based upon that Dickens Victorian village in Cambridge, Ohio, or did they just find out about that? Was that what it was based on? Or I kind of like to know the backstory of like how they come up with these stories. Like I really enjoyed the parallel between a Christmas Carol and, you know, Jake and Craig's story and Cassie's story in terms of um, let me see let me get to my I I, I wrote down oh goodness where do I have it of course I'm not going to be able to find it it is I have it in quotes and well I'll get to it eventually but I'm going to cover that in a little while because I do have it in my notes here. But um, I, I like the parallel nature of the, the backstories as well as the play itself. So I thought that yeah. was pretty good. Because they were each in their own way a little scroogey. Yes, exactly. That's right. That's right. Okay, so what do the main characters learn about themselves and how do they change?
1: Well, I, I, think, I think you you nailed it at the top of, top of the conversation. You know, Jake, Jake learns that he, that he can come home, that he, that he is welcomed home. Um, and he doesn't have to be, you know, big man on campus. Um, and that he can forge relationships with his friends and family at home that are, that are independent of his identity as a movie star. And that that's going to ground him and then make him a better actor, um, et cetera. So I think that's what Jake learns. And, and also, you know, forgiveness. He learns to, to forgive his brother um, and be forgiven by his brother. So that's that element in there. Kathy just flat out says it towards at the, at the end of the show that this whole experience for her was improving to herself that she could um, make a life. Make a career out of directing, and um, that she doesn't have to be afraid of afraid of failure mm-hmm. um, and, and afraid of of not meeting or rising up to the expectations that her hometown may have of her. And mm-hmm. then on the other characters, you know, learn learn the lessons along the way. But I think those are the two, one of the two main characters. So the two the two primary lessons. Yeah.
0: Well, I did find my quote, and it's actually here in in terms of um there was a scene where she was cassie was directing jake in the play and she says to him this whole story is about changing your life before it's too late and so she was referring to the play but yet she was also referring to him personally and so and that also applies to her and so this Um, this line I thought was just so profound and and it applied to both of their lives personally and professionally. And so agreeing with everything that you said and then I think all summed up as this whole story is about changing your life before it's too late. Perfect. So speaking of that, what good insights into life are in this film? I know we've kind of already said some of it, but...
1: Yeah, I guess I, I was thinking in terms of you know what's what like what life lessons could be, be learned from this film, mm-hmm. and I went I went really into the weeds. Um, so certainly you know learning to recognize the opportunity to change my trajectory before it's too late. That's that's certainly an important theme, as you just said, um, in this movie and in life in general. Um, but I. I, I go back to the agent at the top of the movie who wasn't working for a client and just, you know, thinking you need to, one of life's lessons is to is to do your job, do it well, do it right. What, what was Jake's catchphrase? Um, do the right thing or the last thing you'll never do or something like that? Yeah, something um, like so that. Do the mm-hmm. right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we kind of we got pounded over the head with that. Do the right thing. Um, and then when she was, when Cassie was sharing, with her friend early in the movie that Jake had asked her to go to prom in high school, but she was waiting to be asked by some other boy. And I remember thinking to myself, ooh, one of my mother's rules was, you know, you, you go with the person who asks you first, but you don't go at all.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. So I thought
1: mm-hmm. that's a good life lesson. You know, if someone asks you to go to the prom, you go, or you you don't go. Right. You don't say, no, I'm, I'm holding out for a better offer. So I <laughs> kind of, I kind of, got the, question,
0: the better offer never came. Which, right. You know.
1: Totally. Sort, sort of serves your way. But yeah, so I, I just really went into the weeds with that question.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and, and I I did, you know, come back to the whole, it's never too late to change your life. You know, Scrooge mm-hmm. was an old man when he realized that he needed to change. And what a positive impact he made to others at that point, from there on, from there forward. And that applies to each of us wherever we are. You know, at the beginning of the movie, Cassie was met by people assuming that she was a big-time director, (laughs) as her mother (laughs) told others, you know. But mom believed in her, you know. And, and you know, she believed it. Mom believed it. And ultimately, she was a great director. I mean, she did a great job in bringing out – Jake's abilities and, you know, um, to act seriously. And we all need someone in our lives to believe in us, to inspire us in order to be the person God has called us to be. Yes, good point. All right, my dear. So, do you have any final thoughts about the movie? No,
1: I don't think I do. Other than we've already talked about, I. Mm -hmm thoroughly enjoyed it when you you gave me a list of movies you know from which to choose um to join you on on your podcast mm-hmm. um i was really gravitated i gravitated towards this one more than any of the others because i like a christmas carol um mm-hmm. i've seen different versions of it right uh, my favorite is the 1970s musical version with albert
0: finney yes that's a great version. like in there
1: for that mm-hmm. um so I, I thought, and like you, I thought this is really going to be more about, you know, a Charles Dickens of a holiday. Right. Um, and then it was, oh, Dickens, Ohio. Okay, so I see the, world play, the word the wordplay here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, what, um, that's why I gravitated towards this movie, because I thought, well, I like Charles Dickens, I like Christmas Carol, uh, this will be good. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. It wasn't quite what I expected, um, and that's neither good nor bad, it just wasn't what I thought it would be out of the gate. Um, but it was very good, very enjoyable. I would watch it again.
0: Yeah, I I I agree, and it it I think I said that in the very beginning. It's like it really wasn't what I was expecting. I was expecting the movie to be more about the play itself, A Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. and and frankly, at the like I said, it'd be more at the end of the movie. It's like I wish I could have had a chance. I wanted it to be longer because <laughs> I wanted to see the play too. I wanted to see the yes. whole play. Um, You know, I I really enjoyed the scenes. I I enjoyed the secondary uh, subplots, you know, like the relationships between mom and daughter, between the brothers I thought was really rich. I I really enjoyed that because you know what? Honestly, you don't really see that much in Hallmark movies. It's more about women than the men. And so I I really liked that because I really wish that it, (laughs) I wish they would do more of that. Because I think they might attract more men in watching Hallmark movies when it wouldn't, you know, if it wouldn't be so, I don't know, focused on females. Let's put it that way. Female centric. Right. Female centric.
1: And do you remember, you know, we've, we've talked about this just over repeatedly throughout the years that one of the things that we enjoyed most about When Calls to Heart, especially season one, was not the primary, you know, overarching relationship between Elizabeth and Jack, although that was very entertaining and enjoyable mm-hmm. to watch. Sure. It was the it was the secondary um totally. you know, subplots that would be in and out, you know, week after week. And and mm-hmm. and I think that's a huge ingredient into why Wind Calls the Heart was so successful, has been so successful. So yeah, I think Hallmark should should take a Page out of that book and and do more with the secondary characters and just have them be window dressing. Give give them some meat and potatoes right. and totally, not
0: totally. And yeah. I think we are seeing more of that this year. Like a, like we were saying before, Agreed. I think the writing is so much better. It's like even the whole like why we thought this was about a Christmas carol is because a Dickens of a holiday, right? You hear Dickens, right. and, and how do you not think of Dickens? You know, a Christmas carol. How do you not think of Charles Dickens? I mean, and then you find out it's Dickens, Ohio. <laughs> it's like, right. you know, I just, that never even crossed my mind until I started watching the movie. You know, one, one person that we didn't mention that I really enjoyed was the character of Ben, who played Jake's personal assistant. Like, he really had his number, and I just, I liked, the character you know I I thought he did a um I thought he did a really good job and I had never seen that person before I'm not again I'm sorry I didn't look up his name but um I thought he did a great job and I I wasn't familiar with anything that he's done so again yeah I'm with you I recommend it I would definitely watch it again so Allison thank you so much for joining us today I really enjoyed our time together it's been great I enjoyed it as well, Bobby. Thank you for inviting me. And I think that these podcasts that you're doing
1: are wonderful. I've enjoyed listening to them. And just so glad that we could spend this hour together and connect a different way.
0: Thank you so much. And I want to thank everyone for listening to Our Family TV podcast. You can find us on social media at Our Family TV, and you can email us at hello at OurFamilyTV.com. We'd also appreciate a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to your favorite podcast. Until we meet again, we hope you're sitting on the couch with your family, eating a big bowl of popcorn, and watching a wonderful TV show.